Well, it hasn't been a special morning so far, hey? Wonderful to be able to worship together on what we know to be Easter Sunday or Resurrection Sunday and to have four people of a variety of ages sharing uh, who Jesus Christ is to them. So uh, well done to each and every one of them and to families that are connected to them. Great to have you with us today as well too. Yeah, well, last week uh, I'd mentioned uh, in, uh, I was sharing for a few moments around the fact that we find ourselves sometimes in conversations where we're not quite sure who we're talking to. We all relate to that, can't we, at some point? And, and in those moments, we've had to kind of front up or fess up and say, look, look, I'm just sorry, but I can't quite remember who you are. Uh, and in that moment, you're kind of just thinking, oh, my goodness me. And uh, people are often so gracious. You know, it's the why the reason word mate covers a whole bunch of things, isn't it? You're like, g'day, mate, how are you? All those things. You know, one of the questions I love, or uh, you didn't hear out there, but uh, as someone who's getting to be involved in someone's baptism, is to ask the question, you know, who is Jesus Christ to you? And just to hear them kind of share, again, just pretty much, you know, maybe sharing things that have come out of their baptism or out of their testimony as well too. But in that moment for them to, to just acknowledge that, you know, he is my Lord and he is my Savior. You know, uh, I wonder how you might answer that question today. If, uh, you know, uh, you had a moment to turn to the person beside you, I won't make you do that. But, you know, if you had to answer or respond to that question, what would be your response to the question, well, who is Jesus Christ? Maybe you've encountered it in different ways. Maybe, maybe you've been sitting in the smoko room at work, just kind of minding your own business, and kind of someone popped in in the course of the conversation. They said, oh, what do you think about that bloke called Jesus? Or maybe you've been down at the local with a few mates, having a few quiet drinks after work, and the conversation has naturally come up in that space where people were beginning to ask the question, you know, who is Jesus? What do you believe about that? Or maybe you're out with some friends and you're, you're having dinner and you're enjoying that moment. And again, again, in the course of the conversation, it kind of turns to, to this person called Jesus. And before you know it, you're having a conversation about who he was. Or maybe you turn up at church and you encounter a preacher who asks you the question, well, who do you say that Jesus is? You know, who is Jesus to you? Now, a uh, variety of responses to that today, I think. You know, uh, down throughout the ages, people have been answering that question in a number of different ways. Maybe it's with the words, oh, he was a prophet. He was a holy man. He was a, he was a good teacher. A, a raving lunatic. A liar. Uh, or maybe it was, he's the son of God. You know, a variety of different responses in that space. And, and the question might be for us today on this day, on Easter Sunday, who do we say that Jesus is? You know, questions. You know, Jesus used questions all over the place. In fact, for three years of his ministry, one of his favorite teaching tools was, was query. It was asking questions. And he would often raise a question. And then as a response came back, he'd kind of deposit back another question into that space because he was endeavoring to, to help people to kind of come to their own conclusion around different things. It's kind of what we do as parents, isn't it? You can either kind of answer it for them or you can help them find their own way there and answer it for themselves. And, and we find throughout the Gospels that over and over again, Jesus often posed questions. And, and on one particular occasion, he's with his disciples, with those that he was closest with, his followers, and they were spending time together. And, and in the course of this, Jesus kind of raised a question. It was a, who am I? question. And this is what he said in Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. He said, 
who do people say that the Son of Man is? If you read it in other accounts or in other gospel accounts, he's, you know, in essence, he was saying, well, who do you say that I am? Now, we might think, well, did Jesus not know who he was? And so that's the reason he was answering that question. Well, no. He, he clearly knew who he was as you read through the Scriptures. He knew who he was, but he, he was raising this because he was wanting those that were close or those that were around him to, uh, he was probing at their own faith or their level of belief and drawing that out of them as well too. And so those that were closest to his followers at this point were told in these very Scriptures that they uh, then responded to Jesus uh, by, by giving him a number of different things as they, uh, they engaged with the crowds and they heard what the people were saying. This is what they came back and say. They said, well, some say you're John the Baptist. Others say Elijah and still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Now, Jesus knew at this point that the crowd uh, were coming to him for all kinds of reasons and they had all different thoughts and opinions as to who he was. So he pushes a little bit deeper with his own followers. And he says to them, you know, are you going to go with the crowds? Are you going to trust in conventional wisdom or, or who is it that you think I am? This is kind of, he goes into this place and he says, but what about you? Who do you say I am? And their response, well, by this time the disciples had spent a fair bit of time with Jesus. They had seen him perform a number of different miracles. They had been with him when he had raised the widow's son at Nain. They had seen him cast out demons. They had seen him still the waters of the Sea of Galilee. And, and then there was that other episode where they were with 5,000 people and Jesus fed an entire crowd with just a very small amount of food. They had seen Jesus do some incredible things together. And, and while it wouldn't necessarily be while it would kind of take until his death and resurrection for them to fully understand they knew in this moment that there was something profoundly different about Jesus he wasn't just a prophet or a holy man he wasn't just a good teacher who had a few profound and wise words to say about life what did they believe about him well Peter who was the spokesperson of the group kind of collectively owns this and he pipes up and he says, well, Jesus, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Peter affirms what that entire group believed about him. This group of 12 that had spent all this time with him, he affirms it and he says, you are the Christ. You are this long-awaited Messiah that, we've been, that we have been looking for for generation after generation. But it's even more than that. Not just the Messiah, you're not just the Christ, you are the son of the living God. In that moment, Peter was uh, proclaiming the divinity of Jesus. In essence, he was saying, you are God with skin on. You are God in the flesh. And the response of Peter, well, uh, the response of Jesus, he just simply said, blessed are you, Peter, for this was not re uh, revealed to you by flesh and blood, but, my but by my Father in heaven. So my question simply is we kind of, draw kind of our service, our Resurrection Sunday service as we, we gather together. My question for you today is simply this, you know, who do you say that he is today? You know, some 2,000 years have kind of come and gone since this story was told. You know, on Good Friday, I don't know, 1,000, 1,500 people gathered in the city to remember the, the death 
and the resurrection of Jesus. They weren't just gathering to remember a quaint little story. They were gathering to remember a a story that has historical fact to it. You know, some 2,000 years has come and gone, and you know what? Jesus is still asking the same question of all of us today. To those of us that are in here in this room and to those that are watching online right now, he's asking the question, but what about you? Who do you say that I am? And the reality is that all of us at some point in time are going to have to wrestle with that question. We may have already kind of worked it out for ourselves. We might still be on the journey. We're still thinking through, well, who is this person called Jesus? But at some point, we're going to have to answer that for ourselves. But who do you say that I am, said Jesus. You see, there's no doubt in my mind that as I look through the Scriptures that Jesus clearly knew who he was. His good friend, John, uh, who was locked up in prison, uh, who had been faithfully proclaiming and declaring, make way for this long-awaited Messiah. He's now locked up in prison. He's having one of those moments where he's beginning to kind of second guess or, or even think, you know, is Jesus the one that we have been waiting for? You can only imagine it, couldn't you? Uh, you know, in that same space, life's taking a bit of a, a different course for you and, and, and now you're locked up and things aren't looking good for you. And so it's into that moment of, of a little bit of disillusionment that John raises the question. And he sends his disciples to Jesus to say, you know, are you the one that we have been waiting for? And how does Jesus respond to John? It's beautiful. In, John, sorry, in Matthew chapter 11, verse 5, Jesus uh, pens these words or, or says these words to uh, John's disciples, sends them back to John. And he says, the blind receive sight. The lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. See, in that moment, what Jesus was saying, in essence, he was saying to to John, he says, John, I am declaring before you with all the things that I have done that, yes, I am the Messiah. I am the Son of God. I am the promised one. When Jesus encountered a woman at the well in Samaria... He kind of pulls into this place at about lunchtime to this well and he is tired and there's this woman there drawing water from the well and they engage in a conversation. And it's in the course of this conversation, this woman says to Jesus, you know, uh, she explains that they are waiting for the Messiah, this promised one. And when this promised one comes, he will reveal all things and he will lead us into all truth. And Jesus looks at this woman and he says, I am the Messiah. You see, Jesus clearly believed in his mind that he was the Messiah. And the friends of Jesus clearly believed this as well too. Peter believed it. John went on to write these words. He said, these being these words are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Jesus believed it. His friends believed it. And you've just heard four people bear testimony to it this morning, that they believe it as well too. A young boy, a teenager, a young woman, young mum, and a maturing senior. You know, they believe also as to who Jesus Christ was. And so uh, maybe my, my question back to all of us today as we gather here in this room or as we watch online today is, well, well who do you say that Jesus Christ is today? You know, what would be your response in that moment, sitting around having a cup of coffee, if someone was to say to you, well, well, tell me, who is Jesus to you? 
See, the reality is that today, the Spirit of God will be whispering all kinds of things into our heart and mind as we think about that question and how we're going to respond. See, maybe for some of us, we haven't done what these four have done before. And uh, we've never, in that space, in that sense, stepped up and acknowledged who Jesus Christ was. But the reality is that today, today is the day in which we celebrate the fact that hope entered into our worlds. Not only did hope come in the form of a baby, but 33 years later, through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ for the sins of this world, hope just burst into our worlds. And today, there are billions of people. In a world of 8 billion people, there are literally billions of people today that believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, the long-awaited one, the promised one of God, the Son of God. And we worship Him today. You see, the one that we sing about today, the one that four people bore their testimony today, his life began as a baby, which then became a boy and grew up to be a man. And this man is the one that we worship. The name is above all other names. He is the man that was born in an obscure village, the child of a peasant woman. He then grew up in another village where he worked in a carpenter shop until he was at least 30. And then from there, for the next three years of his life, he was an itinerant preacher. This man never wrote a book. He never held an office. He never had a family or owned a house. And he never went to university. He never put foot in a big city. And uh, if the truth be known, he never traveled more than uh, around about 150 kilometers from the place in which he was born and grew up. And he did none of those things that are typically associated with greatness. He had no credentials but himself. He was only 33 when the tide of popular opinion turned against him. His friends ran away. And even one of his best friends denied him. Turned him over to his enemies. He went through the mockery of a trial before he was nailed to a cross between two thieves. And while he was dying, the scriptures tell us that his executioners gambled for the only thing that he had. It's his coat. When he was dead... He was laid in a borrowed grave through the pity of a friend. But on the third day, he rose from the grave conquering sin and death. And now 20 20 centuries have come and gone. And today, this person, Jesus, the name which is above all names, is still the central figure of the human race. And I think I'm far within the mark when I say that all the armies have ever marched, all the navies that have ever sailed, all the parliaments that have ever sat, and all the kings that have ever reigned, all of them put together have not affected this world as powerfully as this one solitary life. And this is the good news. That's why, this is why Easter Sunday is such good news. You see, the good news is that Jesus is alive. 
all is well. And he's still saving and changing people's lives. All praise to God. And so I want to remind us this Easter. You know, this can be a weekend of great festivity. We gather together with family and friends. It can be a wonderful time. But I want to remind us as we gather, as we sit here, as we watch, whatever it might be, wherever we might find ourselves, that it really does matter what you and I choose to believe about Jesus. It's life and death. It matters. It matters what we believe about the name that is above all other names, the name of Jesus. So I wonder, I wonder what the Spirit of God is is prompting in your heart and mind today. See, maybe you're here and you're watching online. Maybe you know that you have never personally given your life to Christ. You can't actually recall a moment in your life where uh, there was that significant moment where you said, you know what, I suddenly realized who Jesus Christ is. Well, maybe today is the moment for you. And you get to celebrate that with everybody else and and, and Easter Sunday becomes a completely different feel for you. See, if that's you, then today, Jesus is calling you to respond. Paul, a really close friend of Jesus, once said, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you too shall be saved. That's what these four were acknowledging just a moment ago in their own ways, in their own words. You too will be saved. If that's you today, in a moment, I'm going to pray and I want to give you an opportunity to respond to that. Or maybe you're here, you're watching and, and you've been following Jesus for some time. You've taken that first step, but what's the next step for you on your own journey as you walk with Jesus? And maybe, just maybe for some of us, it's not inviting Him into our life, but it's actually doing what these four have just done. And it's actually taking that step of baptism and taking an opportunity to publicly declare your love, to declare that you're a follower of Jesus. Maybe that's the decision that you need to make today as well too. But what is it? On this day, what decision is it that you need to make? You know, as I finish this morning, I want to give us a moment just to respond kind of quietly in our own space here. See, I think there's a couple of decisions that are being made today. Maybe for some of us, it's a decision to give our heart to Christ. For others of us, it's going to be that next step that we need to take in our our journey. I want to give you a moment. So I'm going to ask you just to bow your heads. This is your space. Nothing... There's there's nothing magical happening here in this moment right now. This is just an opportunity for you to think a little bit more deeper about your response this Easter. And as we're sitting here, now for some of us, we've never given our heart to Christ. No one's actually ever explained to you who Jesus Christ was or how you can even do that. You know, it is a simple today. If you have never done that, if you have never had that moment when you've realized who Jesus Christ is and invited him into your life, you see, it's as simple as saying, Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. A bit like what Peter says. I believe that you are the Son of God. 
I believe that you came as a child, a baby, and that you lived as a man, that you died for my sins on a cross, and that you rose again from the dead so that I might experience forgiveness of sins and a brand new relationship with God. Jesus, I acknowledge that. And today, I ask you to forgive me of my sins and to make my heart your home. Is that a decision that some of us need to make in that room today? Because I'd love to pray for you. See, at some point, all of us are going to have to make a decision about who we believe Jesus to be. And if you've never embraced Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you know that that is something that you want to do today, would you just pop up your hand so that I can see that? Because I want to pray for you. I want to give you a moment. Just pop it up high so I can see it. Thank you. Thank you. That's beautiful. Is there someone else? Maybe you're online right now and you're feeling convicted that that's something you need to do. You let our host know. Is there anyone else here in this room? Maybe you've gone to church. You've done the church thing. You've ticked the box. That's kind of been part of your journey, but having a relationship with God, that's new to you. And you want to have a relationship with God today, just pop up your hands. I want to pray for you. You know, while we're here in this moment right now, maybe for some of us, it's the next step that we've got to take. You know, uh, coming to faith in Christ is, is, is the beginning of that journey. But the journey doesn't stop there in that moment. It's the beginning of walking with Christ for the rest of our life. It's growing and becoming more and more like Him in the way in which we respond to life. You know, it's in that moment where we realize that there is now no more condemnation for those of us who are in Christ Jesus. We've been set free from sin. We've been set free from shame and guilt. We don't have to perform anymore. We get to live this beautiful life as the sons and daughters of God. But what's maybe your next step? See, it doesn't stop there. See, maybe for some of you today, it's a decision around baptism. Is that something you need to do today? You don't put that one off. So don't, don't wait for the moment when you think, okay, I'm going to be a better person and I can just do that. You see, we, we don't wait until we're good enough to be baptized. We're good enough because of what God's Son, Jesus, has done for us. That's why we get baptized. Or maybe we feel like we've made that decision, but stuff's come into my life that's kind of gotten in the way of me and Jesus. Maybe this is your moment today. On your own, here in this room or online right now, where you're saying, you know what, I'm, I'm letting that stuff go. I'm grabbing a hold of my relationship and, and, and I'm diving deeper. You know, if, if that's you in any way today, I don't need to know all the ins and outs, but if God's stirring in your hearts and you're a follower of Jesus, would you just, I want to pray for you too. You just let me know. Just raise your hand for whatever decision that might be that you feel the Spirit of God is prompting in your life today. Yeah.
Let's pray together. Father, on this day, on Resurrection Sunday, we celebrate all of your goodness to us. We celebrate the gift of your Son that has brought us life. Father, we celebrate the fact that you aren't finished your work in this world, that you continue to keep moving and being at work by your Spirit in the lives of people. Father, we thank you for the decisions that have been made today. Father, we thank you that people have embraced your Son, Jesus Christ, in this moment this morning. Father, I I praise you and I bless you that there are others that are making decisions about how they're going to respond whether it's around baptism, whether it's around stepping up and going or diving deeper with Jesus. Father, thank you for those who even shared their testimonies today. Thank you for the moment that that is for those individuals. And Lord, we pray that this would be a defining moment in their lives, that this would be a moment they would look back on and they would cherish deeply. Father, a, a moment in time where they remember the day that they stood publicly and they declared before family and friends their love for you. God bless them this week, I pray. God, may uh, you give them great opportunities, Lord, to live out their faith in a very profound way. When challenges come their way, God, would you remind them that they are yours. Father, into the lives of each person that are here today, into the families, into the generations that are represented here today, Father, we pray that the truth this good news of Easter would echo on down through all these generations for years to come. We bless you today. We adore you. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you today that Easter Sunday reminds us that all is well. In Jesus' name, amen.